This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Have negative impacts from coronavirus, have they affected your job, your social life, your well-being? If you or your loved one are struggling through the pains of addiction or a mental health disorder, now's the time to seek the help you need. And uh, that can be difficult. I know it was difficult for me. Who do you trust? Who do you turn to? Who can get you some help? Let this be an opportunity for you to get back on track to being the real you, to finding out who you are. That was one of the most amazing things about getting sober at 31, 32 years old. I think I just turned 32 is I got to finally figure out and I continue to do so. I still haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm learning as I go. Who in the hell Shane Raymer really is? I had no idea. I was lost. I was a scared boy in a grown man's hairy ass body. But man, when you get some help, you get to explore that. Who are who are you? Who am I? And you grow and it's awesome. And let me tell you this too. Whatever you're going through, you're not alone. There is hundreds, thousands of other people right now going through it. And the enemy, drugs, alcohol, wants to keep you isolated and wants to make you believe you are alone. And you're not. No, you're not. So how can Promises Behavioral Health help you? Well, number one, they're here for you. They care. They have family, friends in recovery. People that work for Promises are in recovery, so they get it. Here's how you can learn more about Promises options near you. Go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy, or you can call 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. One more time, it's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy, or just call 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. Like I said before, I'm a broken record. Just spin in. Now, one more thing. Are you looking for a meeting? There's a ton of meetings out there. Promises has some. You can go on their website. And uh, it is, uh, oh, goodness, I don't have it in front of me right now. I just realized that it's Rooted. I don't have the website on there, but you can go on Rooted. Um, it's, I, I believe it's promisesbehaviorhealth.com slash Rooted. Uh, and you can go on there. They have a schedule, uh, lots of meetings going on, digital meetings for us to jump into because there's not a lot of live meetings open right now with all that's going on. Also, you have the Fourth Dimensions online AA meeting. That starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's every night. Shout out to Buddy for heading that up a few months back, and he's been able to turn it over to uh, uh, some other awesome, amazing people who stepped up to serve in the rooms and uh, help lead those up. Uh, So you can go to, let's see, www.zoomaameetings.com. That'll take you there. There's a meeting ID uh, 432-316-244, 432-316-244. If you want to make it easy on yourself, you can also just go to that soberguy.com uh, and click on get help. If you scroll down right under promises, uh, there is a button there that says join the meeting and it's got the information about the online Zoom 9 p.m. Eastern fourth dimensioners meeting. So you can jump in there too. And I wanted to, to read a message I got. This comes from Sophie. I hope she doesn't mind I read this. Um, but she had uh, she had posted something uh, earlier today uh, on, let's see, what was the post? It was, what are your favorite sober podcasts? And so she had tagged me in that, and I, I greatly appreciate that, number one. But we chatted real quick back and forth, and this latest message I got from her was awesome. She said, also, your friend's Zoom group that you posted on your website is really sweet. They sent me my first chip. 
none of the Zoom meetings in Hawaii, where I live, have been doing uh, the chip system. So it was really cool that they went to the trouble to mail one to me. And uh, she's on day 27, baby. So good stuff, Sophie. Day 27. Congratulations to you. And uh, once again, that Zoom meeting that she's talking about is the one I just mentioned that's on the That Sober Guy site. And you can uh, you can go there any day of the week, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's so important to stay plugged in. It's hard to do sometimes digital. I get it. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, it's better than doing nothing. I can tell you that. And, uh, man, you meet some good people. Hey, you even get some chips at the same time, too. So good stuff. Um, today's a crazy day. I'm a little behind schedule today. There's a lot going on. Um, and I'm excited to uh, record a little bit of podcast action today, a little bit of recovery talk. I got a, I got a great topic that was, uh, that was really on the fly today. And uh, a shout out uh, to my good buddy, Mark, celebrating a couple days back on the old wagon. Uh, he's my boy, man. And he is, uh, you know, he's just like all of us. And we're all at different spots in our own recovery, whether we have a couple days or whether we have a few years or a couple weeks, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We only lose when we give up and we win when we keep plugging away. And uh, we were texting back and forth earlier, and I said, man, I got to do a podcast still. I don't know what the heck I'm going to talk about. Uh, and he said, why don't you talk about reasons drugs and alcohol are not a cure for depression? Uh, and I thought, man, that's a, that's a great topic. I don't know. I'll, I'll share my own experience with that. And I came up with five things. So we're going to talk about five reasons drugs and alcohol are not a cure for depression today. Uh, and we're going to roll through this one and have some fun at the same time. So thank you for listening today. Let's start the show. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. <laughs> I felt like I was at a skating rink there for a minute. Do you remember the old school skating rinks? We used to have one here in Fairfield, California, up in the hood, and you'd go skate there. It would be skate night, everybody. Let's skate. We're just going to, and I'm talking like four wheel skating. I'm not talking about skater and I, bro, at the skate park. I'm talking about four wheels, skating rink action. Couple skate, everybody. It's couples time. Grab your favorite partner, favorite, favorite, whatever, and head on out to the rink, to the floor. Grab a hand and do some skating. Good Lord. What is going on today? <laughs> I apologize, but sometimes we got to remember rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn serious. Just have fun. Lighten up a little bit. Lighten up. forgot what the name is. Lighten up, whatever your name is. It's from a movie I forgot. Anyways, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy. On Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Thanks for tuning in today. So we got a quick topic today. Uh, well, the, the topic was given to me quick uh, on the fly kind of thing as I'm running behind today. Uh, but five reasons drugs and alcohol are not a cure for depression. How many of you listening right now? Uh, and obviously I can't see you, but maybe whatever you're doing, just throw your little hand up in the air. Just a little head nod are struggling right now with some fear, some anxiety, some depression. My hand is way up in the air. Right now, if uh, the Jess was here, her hand would be up in the air. Um, everybody I've talked to lately has is is experiencing some sort of uh, of uneasiness, 
some emotional challenges, you know, and uh, it's not an easy time right now. We're in a uh, we're in a crazy time. I'll tell you actually what I what I text what I text my buddy earlier um, when we were kind of chatting, um, and uh, I said, "Man, it's real right now. There's a dark spiritual battle going on in our country, uh, and it's hitting everyone. We got to stay connected. That is uh, that is the key." And isolating us from each other makes that difficult, but at least when we're aware of it, we know how to combat it. So we're feeling a lot of us very isolated right now, which leads to depression, right? And let me, let me just preface this by saying, I do not have a degree. I don't have a piece of paper. Did you hear the whistle in that? What you doing there, sonny? I don't have the piece of paper. I don't have the, the doctorate. I'm not a quote unquote professional okay so i just want to say that but i'm a professional in my own experience and uh, i've had my own experience and that's what i'm going to continue to share today because when you share your own experience nobody can tell you that you're wrong because it's my experience take that so that's what we're going to do today i just want to say if you need to reach out to a professional that's why we partner with promises uh there's lots of other resources that uh, if you know of those yourself you can look at too go to the get help tab on that soberguide.com slash get help and there's lots of other resources from 12-step rooms the suicide prevention hotline lots of professional stuff on there that you can look at too so i just want to say that first and foremost the podcaster clearly said to do this and then this happened now that's what we want to avoid here I'm just sharing my experience, okay? Hopefully you can relate to it. But the isolation, the separation right now that is being, uh, I would say, blanketed over our society right now, the division, the divisiveness, the confusion, um, the demoralization, all of that stuff, man, we don't see how big, how much it's causing hurt and anxiety and fear and suicide and alcoholism and addiction man it's crazy right now the numbers are shooting through the roof in that and what do we do about it we have to plug in behind a computer right now which further isolates us now like i said it's better than nothing and i highly encourage it i was in a meeting earlier today on zoom took my lunch break you know, awesome meeting. Glad to be a part of it. And thank you to my homie who invited me to it because it's been a great thing the last couple of weeks during the daytime. Sometimes it's tough for me to get into an evening meeting, the, the 6 p.m. Pacific one specifically, just because that's when I'm supposed to be done for the night and I'm trying to spend some time with the kids and all that. So, uh, but I do my best to balance it. But point being is Zoom or whatever platform that, you know, you're, you're using or you're on to be in these digital spaces. Yes, it's, it's, it's great and they help and they work and it's a it's an awesome tool but it is not the same as being in a social setting and being able to be in face-to-face contact human contact we're human beings we love that contact and when we're isolated uh when we're going through things maybe our work has been affected by all this crap going on maybe we have relationships that have been affected by all that's going on Depression, anxiety, those things, they creep in fast, man. They creep in really quick. And I'm speaking for myself right here too. They creep in on me, even after almost seven years of being sober. Now we practice these principles of we're talking, you know, 12-step talk here really, really quickly. 
we're supposed to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So it's not just staying sober. It's not just not picking up. It's not just not drinking. We're supposed to be working through this stuff in our own right, which is really hard to do, especially right now. I find myself getting pissed off, find myself getting frustrated, find myself, you know, at times going through some of these different emotional states throughout the day. And I really have to reel it back in and say, hey, this ain't your world, Shane Raymer. It ain't just about you. Phone just went off there. Um, It's not your way all the time. You know, it's not your opinion. You're not always right. You know, you don't need to express your opinion all the time. I'm not saying don't practice free speech. I'm a firm believer in that shit 100%. But sometimes I have to learn when to just sit back and try to understand, try to listen versus talk, try to uh, help, help versus um, sit on my ass. You know, and that can be tough sometimes. All of that stuff can be tough sometimes when we're going through things that maybe we feel are unjustified. We feel is not fair. We feel that, um, you know, we're, we're overwhelmed with maybe it's financial stress. You know, maybe it is, like I said, relationship stress, jobs, all of the things, media, people telling us what to do, where to go, how to feel, what to think. That stuff is psychologically uh psychologically draining psychologically abuseful at times i feel like in my own right in my own opinion in my own experience i feel that if i allow certain stuff in it can be very very overwhelming which can lead to the anxiety to the depression so how do we kind of combat this? Let me get on with the with the damn episode here and get to some of these tips real quick. So five reasons drugs and alcohol are not a cure for depression. I'll explain very briefly in my own right a little bit about <clears throat> what's been going on, why a lot of us are feeling the depression, at least at a, at a high, high level generally. Um, but there's a lot going on right now. So how do we deal with it? Drugs and alcohol are not the right answer, although in the short term, they feel like it. I can tell you three separate times uh, right off the top of my head right now in the last month, the last two months roughly, um, where I've had urges and have just went, man, I wish I could just get smashed right now and just numb the hell out to all this. I don't want to feel. So I get it. And you know what? I'm okay with having those feelings. They're natural. They're normal. I give myself grace for them. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. But the difference between that and actually going and acting on it is where the recovery part comes in and the connection part comes in. I have to stay in an open line of communication, whether it's with my wife, with my sponsor, um, with somebody, something at times so I can get that out when those urges start coming on. So let's talk about this. Number one. Let's talk about the five, five reasons drugs and alcohol are not a good cure for depression. Maybe you can hear my kids in the back background right now too, going crazy. They're running around inside. That's so, so let me just, I'm sorry. I know I want to get to this. I promise <clears throat> burp there. Excuse me. Um, let me, let me just say this to being a parent right now. If you're a parent, I feel you being a parent right now for me has been one of the hardest things going through all this. 
It's been really, really hard to focus, to um, be attentive. They're home all the time. <laughs> They're home all the time, and, and they want to be kept busy, and we, we try our best to do that, but it is really hard. And some days, it's really uh, draining, and that's putting it mildly. So if you're a parent, more power to you. Hang in there. You're doing a great job. I know you probably feel like you're doing a shitty job, like it's not working out. You're not doing the best you can. You can do better, all that stuff. We, we play those tricks on our minds. Trust me, unless you're a complete piece of shit, you're doing a really good job, okay? And you know if you're a piece of shit, so you can just uh, that you can take that up with your sponsor or at your meeting or whatever. But if you're trying and you're hanging in there and you're doing the best you can do, honestly, like just keep it up. And I'm going to do the same thing. I know I'm doing the best I can. I have my days for sure. But uh, being a parent right now, another big part of this, we can't afford to fall into depression, to anxiety, to that stuff. We got to be there for our family, for our friends. And we really got to take care of ourselves first. So number one, it's only temporary. Five reasons that alcohol and drugs are not a good cure for depression. It's only temporary, right? So when I get that urge, I know like, oh man, like, I'm feeling this right now. I could go act on that. I could go get some some drugs, some alcohol. I could get high right now and escape. God, it feels so good to just numb out to this. But guess what? It's only temporary. And I got to wake up at some point or I got to sober up if I decide not to go to sleep all night, whatever, however that works. God, thank God it's been such a long time since I've had to worry about that. But you know, it's, 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 it's only temporary. It's only motherfucking temporary. I'm in a weird, weird one, weird one today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and Oh, good Lord. But for real, you got to be with yourself the next day. You got to come back and wake up or sober up. And now you got to deal with all that stuff that you tried to numb out from the day before tenfold because it's only temporary. I had to take a quick drink of water. A little scratchy there. But like it's that saying, wherever you go, there you are. So yeah, I got all this stuff going on right now. I'm feeling depressed. I'm not feeling motivated. And I want to, I, I let me point this out too. I want to be so sensitive of the fact of depression. I've been, dep- I could say like, yeah, I've been depressed here and there and stuff. I've had some anxiety here and there for sure. But I don't think myself, I don't think I've experienced that yet. And I hope I pray to God I never do. Knock on my old wood desk here. Got a new desk, by the way, which is awesome. I feel like a real adult now. Got my desk stuff, my pens, my lights, my fan, all of my stuff. I'm so prestigious in my black chair. Oh, look at me. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> but these, what the hell was I talking about now? I just totally ruined it. You just totally ruined the moment, Raymer. You had me going for a minute. But it is. It's temporary. We'll just go back to that. Maybe I'll remember in a minute. I don't even know now. Oh, I was saying, I now I, I remember. Ding, 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 ding. That wasn't even supposed to go there. Depression. I haven't experienced it like many of you have. I haven't experienced it to the fullest extent like my wife has. And the way that they describe that sometimes is gut-wrenching. You know, where, you know, you just... It's debilitating, and that's putting it mildly. I'd, I'd say that phrase again. So I just want to make sure that I am being respectful of that. I'm not saying, hey, you're de- you have depression, you have anxiety, jump up out of bed, you should be good. It's only temporary. 
Like, it's not what I'm saying. So let me just be clear on that, okay? Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's severity is different. And so I want to just be upfront there. But back to the point of it is only temporary. Using those drugs, that alcohol, to cure that anxiety, that depression in that moment. Man, my phone is like going crazy right now. Put that on silent. Is only going to last for so long. Because eventually you're going to have to wake up. I told the kids I'm recording. Guys, I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what I do feel like, though, sometimes. Back to the kids thing. But please, just remember, if you get to a point where... Okay, hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold on. I'm recording a podcast. You need to keep it down in here. Pipe down. Going to the gym. I'm gonna go get my workout on. Get buff. So buff, dude. It's flex. All right. I had to tell them to pipe down. They're still yelling. But listen, okay. I'm in all seriousness. I apologize for the weirdness today, but if you get to a point where it's really starting to feel bad, that the anxiety, the depression, all you know, it's just really overtaking. Just let me. Let me just, you can hear, remember this saying in your head when I'm telling you this, like it's only temporary, okay? Whatever you're feeling will pass. It might take a minute. It might take a day. It might take a couple days, but reach out to somebody, get on an online meeting. There's one every single day that you can find, okay? And it's only temporary. So don't give in to that urge, that craving, um, don't give into it because it's only temporary and it, it's it's not going to help the cause. It's just going to make it worse because you're going to have to face everything again tenfold the following day. And if you had some time, if you had some time too, you know, then you're you're back to square one, which sucks. But in at the same time, hey, we got to hop back on the horse too. So um, remember it again. It's only temporary. Number two, the feelings of depression may leave. But after you sober up, it's going to be worse. We're already kind of covered that in the only temporary thing. I guess I got ahead of myself a little bit, but same concept. It is going to get worse. You're going to feel like 10 times worse the following day, you know, and, and then, so maybe by that time too, those feelings of anxiety, depression, maybe they've kind of, they've kind of lifted the way you were feeling, but now you got to deal with all this. Maybe you did something stupid that night. You drank too much. You did something dumb. You said something stupid. You called somebody in the middle of the night, whatever it is, you know, you had an argument with somebody on the phone, a loved one, a family member, a friend, maybe you just had a good ass time. You partied down and you ran down the street naked, fell in the gutter somewhere. You got to wake up and remember that. Apparently my kids don't listen because they're still going crazy. Can you hear that? You probably can't hear it, but I can hear it. It's and it's distracting. It's distracting me. My podcast is so important, way more important than my children. It really isn't, but it is important, but it's not more important than my kids. I got to remember that sometimes. Number three, we're just going to put it bluntly. You could die. Like straight up, you could die. What if it's that moment, that last time, and it's so, you know, you're just in that place and there's nothing else you can turn to. And, and we decide to turn to that. 
we relapse or we or we continue on whatever we've been doing if we don't have any time, whatever it is. How many times have we heard about that? Where somebody, you know, a friend, I've had many of them. I'm sure you have too. I'm sure everybody knows somebody who just abruptly died. They had a heart attack. They got in an accident. They were intoxicated. Something happened. They overdosed. Whatever it is, you could die. We forget that sometimes. I know I forgot that for the longest time. Like I was just partying down like crazy. And I didn't even think about the fact that life was forever. I was going to live forever. I didn't even take into the consideration about all the drugs I was doing and all the substance and the toxic shit I was putting in my body could kill me. Didn't even cross my mind. And a lot of the time it doesn't when, when, when all we can think about is how we're going to numb out, how we're going to not feel. It's okay to feel. It's okay to feel crappy. It's okay to feel happy. I got, that's a good one for me. I have to remind myself that it's okay to feel happy. You know, I still have to do that some days because I was so programmed to think negatively. A lot of this is about unlearning rather than learning. And uh, we start reversing things and start thinking about it a little bit differently. It, it changes it up. But you could die. So don't die. Nobody wants you to die. Nobody wants anybody to die. We all want to live a healthy life, have a good life, have a long life. Uh, be able to help one another, be able to serve one another, support one another, love one another. One of the biggest things, you know, and, and so maybe that's a little tool and I know it's harsh and it's abrupt, but it, it's, it's the truth, you know? So for anybody out there who goes through this again and thinks like, man, I, I really want to get high right now. That might be the last time. And if you don't want to die, although sometimes it might feel like we do, like, I've felt like that before. Oh, man, it'd just be easier. Not true. Not true. Man, there's plenty of people that care about us. There's plenty of people that want to see us succeed. And let me tell you this. God has a plan for you. I can promise you that. Each one of us is a little bit different. We all have something to offer. And if we're numb all the time, if we're high all the time, we're not able to live in that grace of God not to say that we're bad or he's mad at us or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're not able to live out our full mission, our full uh, potential on this earth if we are not aware, if we're not uh, sober, sober-minded. can't remember the verse, but it, it does say that. Sober-minded. So think about that next time. Man, I could die if I went back out. Maybe I'll choose not to. Maybe I'll choose not to. Number four, you're going to regret it. <laughs> you ever heard that one before? You're going to regret it. It's kind of a uh, smart-ass comment, I guess. Kind of a told-you-so way to put it. I don't really intend for it to be like that for anybody. I think more what I intend it to be is a look into reality of when you wake up or when you don't, when you, when you sober up, plain and simple. You regret it. How many times have we done something and regret it the next day? How many times did I tell myself I wasn't going to get high, I wasn't going to drink again, and then wake up the next morning regretting it, feeling like crap, feeling like a loser, feeling like I messed up again. Just, man, you just can't seem to get it right, Raymer. You just, man, you're just messing it up all the time. You're just a loser. You can't get it right. Regret, shame. It's not true. It's not true. And that leads me into number five. 
I'm going to keep it short on you regret it. It's pretty much what it is. Number five, the mind is powerful. It's not connected to your heart. So back to that shame, guilt, anger, frustration, uh, being so hard on myself. That goes to taking it personally. The mind is a powerful thing. It is separate from my heart. It's separate from my soul. It's not connected. And so when I'm all up in my mind, when I'm all up in my mind and I'm letting the mind, I'm not even going to say my mind. I like to refer to it as the mind. Learn that from Noah Levine. Love that program. I don't practice it uh, you know, daily or anything, but I've definitely read a couple of the Dharma books and uh, against the stream. And I've learned a, a lot from, from Noah's teachings in that, that we, and it's not, I mean, Noah didn't invent it by any means. So it's, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> and, but those teachings are, uh, shoot, to my knowledge, centuries old, decades old, centuries old, years old, whatever you want to call it. Everyone kind of, you know, puts their own twist on it, I feel like. But the foundation of it, to my understanding, the mind is separate from my heart. I, I believe that's bib- biblical as well. So I can't take things personally. When I take things personally, it creates confusion. It creates doubt. It creates all of these emotions because I'm taking it personal to me when most of the time it's not. That shame, that guilt, I messed up, I did this, I did that. Yes, maybe there's truth. Maybe you did do things. I certainly did. Say things, act certain ways. But it's not the real me. I couldn't find the real me until I numbed my, or until I un, until I thawed out my numbed brain, which took a while, and started to talk to people and communicate and be around other people and sober people and learn and grow and ask questions and all that stuff and understand that the mind is so powerful, so powerful. And the more that I grow and stay sober, the more I, I at least attempt to understand my ways of thinking. A lot of it has to do with the ways of thinking when I was a kid. They're ingrained into us and they carry over into our adulthood and we don't deal with them. And then we, what do we do? We want to numb out. We want to use things, you know, not just in the present moment that we're going through stress, daily stresses of daily stuff, grind right now, all this crap going on. But then on top of that stuff, we haven't dealt with from the past. You know, and that's where working a program comes in. I don't care what program it is. Work something. Work a program. Everybody should. I'm a firm believer in that. No matter if you're in uh, recovery or not, you could have never drank a substance in your life. You ain't perfect. Neither am I. We all should be doing this work, practice, having a coach, a sponsor, a mentor, somebody to help guide us. You know, that is huge. I heard a, a great uh, a great thing today on, on my walk this morning, and I'll end with this. Uh, uh, there's a guy, Scott, man, and, and, and I see uh, Scott. Uh, I've been seeing him a lot lately, and he rides in a, uh, in a, uh, a bike, but it's a sit-down bike. So I guess it, I guess it would be a three-wheel bike um, because he has ALS. He's had ALS for 11 years. And amazing dude, man. Like this dude's attitude 
his positivity, his energy. Every time I've seen him, we just met walking, man. We just happened to start talking, uh, you know, here and there. And he, he likes to tell me some jokes, which are hilarious. And so I'll see him in the mornings and he'll stop and tell me a joke. And today we were walking for a bit. And, um, you know, a couple of things he was saying. He said, number one, everyone's situation is different. And there's always somebody who's got it worse than you do. So quit bitching. <laughs> I thought that was great. You know, and I thought it was true too, because I can be very guilty of that complaining about stuff. And my, my life is pretty damn good. A lot of our lives are pretty damn good. It's a lot of things that have happened and things we've been through. Sure. But we got to put things in perspective. We got to look at the positives and we got to uh, not put focus into the negative stuff that haunts us, whether it's past or present, you know, and the way we do that is by staying in a program, staying plugged in, working with people. It ain't perfect. doesn't have to be perfect. The most important thing, though, is that we stay sober, too, in all of that, for those of us in recovery. But uh, the other thing he said that I thought was great was, he goes, man, he goes, let's say you're a, 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 a I'll say what he said, a 49er fan or a Raider fan, or I'm, I'm going to use an A's fan, actually. Let's do that. Let's say you're an A's fan, you know, and uh, and throughout the A's game, okay, let's say they're playing the Yankees for you Yankee fans out there. You know who you are. Say the A's are playing the Yankees, one of the, the best battles, right? And uh, let's say throughout the game that uh, our, our pitcher for the A's, he throws a couple of walks, a couple of guys on the Yankees hit a home run, home runs, some shots too. I'm talking like upper decker, son. A couple of guys make errors in the field, get thrown out at second, trying to steal a base. Maybe even a guy gets picked off. You know, the coach is pissed, some base running mistakes. But at the end of the game, somehow, some way, the A's put some offense together in the mix of all those errors and all those mess-ups and all those things. And they end up pulling it off and they end up winning the game. They end up doing it somehow. Now, what do they do after that? They go back and they take a look at those things that they did, those errors, those mistakes, those base running mistakes, the walks. You know, what do they do? It doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect and never do one of those ever again. You know, but they're going to work on them. They're going to acknowledge them. They're going to try to clean up so they can get to as close to as perfection as possible in future games. And what else are they going to do? They're going to keep fucking playing. They're going to keep playing. They're not going to give up. They're not going to quit baseball just because they had a, a, a shitty game. Even if they lost the game, they're not going to quit. They're going to keep playing and they're going to learn and they're going to practice. They're going to hire people to make them better. They're going to get people, professionals in their corner to make them better. And they're going to keep playing and hopefully one day they're going to get to the World Series or the, they're going to get to the playoffs and then we're going to get to the World Series because we ain't been there since 1989. And who knows, with baseball season not even happening, I believe it's supposed to start this month on the 25th, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, at least watching a little bit of baseball, hearing a little bit about it. But point being, here's the point, your recovery. And thank you, Scott. I kind of made that up on my that part of it up on my own. He mentioned the 49ers a little bit, but the concept is similar, right? That's all I was looking for, is that apply that to recovery. Man, we screw up. We make mistakes. I know it doesn't fit to a T, but it's similar. In recovery, we, we, we mess up, man. We make mistakes. We got to have people in our corner, though, to, to pick us up, to make us better, to carry us on, to encourage us to keep going. Keep playing the game. Don't quit. 
When we quit, we lose. When we win, man, or when we keep going, we can win. When we don't give up, we win. Only took me three times. I got it. But that's it, okay? You can do it too. Don't quit the game. Just keep rolling. Whoever out there, I know this is for somebody right now who's hearing this and they just want to give up right now. Don't do it. You can do it, but don't quit. Reach out. Check out a meeting. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I appreciate you guys. Love you. Holler at us at Real That Sober Guy on Instagram, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Go to thatsoberguy.com. Hey, there's a bunch of merch on there too. Lots of cool hoodies, some hats. The hats are dope. I got a, I got a, one myself. You can see them on the website there. They're sick. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for helping to keep me sober. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. Take a dump.